play Florida Citrus Sports Big Time College Pick'em for your chance to win $100 gift card prizes each week, and the overall season winner will score a VIP fan experience for four at the Camping World Bowl and the Citrus Bowl. Pick the games now at orlandocentinel.com slash college pick'em. Unique yet common sense opinions on sports. This is Jeff Allen Sports Talk. And we thank you for joining in once again. And as always, you can interact with us beyond the podcast on Twitter at JeffAllen underscore 88. Our Facebook page at JeffAllen88. The website, JeffAllenSportsTalk.com. And our email address, JeffAllenSportsTalk at gmail.com. We are on the verge of the opening of the National Football League for 2018. More on that in just a bit. But first, let's kind of uh, recap some of the storylines from college football in its opening weekend this past weekend. So Nick Saban had another temper tantrum (laughs) doing a sideline interview with Maria Taylor of ESPN. And this has been uh, quite the fodder on the uh, talk shows on both TV and radio. And, um, Going beyond Saban's antics, you know, sideline reporting to me is just kind of like an unnecessary part of a broadcast. Very little information is garnered in. Uh, the interviews with the coach, the coaches don't want to do these. They, have, they, they don't want to tell you anything during the game or right after the heat of the moment of the game. They don't give two craps about this thing. So why we continue to force this is beyond me. It's almost like the uh, the press conferences that that are so mandatory for coaches. I mean, if if they could just say get rid of these altogether, my gosh, you would hear such a great chorus. And again, so sideline reporting and these interviews that are that are that are forced upon us. You know, again, I think like the next sideline report that actually gives me something might be the first one. Um, now there probably are some good sideline reporters that are decent and, and they don't, uh, uh, get in the way of the broadcast. But, uh, again, the Nick Saban thing, you know, the guy is just a, just a bit of a whack job (laughs) and, uh, he just, uh, gets all high and mighty and, uh, doesn't like to be questioned. And, you know, I guess you win a few championships. You think you have that right. Urban Meyer. So he's back at work. In, during his suspension, that makes a lot of sense. So, you know, he uh, was not in the office up until the first game. And then after the first game, he's now allowed to work at work practice, but not coach the next two. Yeah, that is such a great slap on the wrist, isn't it? Um, anyway, Urban continues to dig his hole. The fact that he keeps trying to clarify and re-clarify and reclarify some more. I think he doth protest too much. That's you know, the more he keeps talking, the the worse it gets. He just needs to pipe down and let things alone. So preseason college football rankings. No, definitely proven once again. They are totally worthless to start the season. I know they need these things to try to promote matchups in the first weeks of the season, but they don't matter at this point. Miami is a number eight. They didn't belong in the top 25 to begin with. And they got a number eight ranking to start the season. Again, it's just totally weird. 
uh, it's you know the way it's always been done, I guess. But we need to find a way to to get past that. I don't think we need the the little numeric number in front of the college name. Uh, the these teams are branded well enough, I think, that they could operate on their own and not having a poll until a few games are under the belt, and we get some more semblance of what it really is. All right, National Football League kicking off tomorrow night. The world champion <coughs> Philadelphia Eagles. Man, I, gosh, being a Cowboys fan, that like feels like a hairball in my throat to say that. They'll start off with the Atlanta Falcons uh, to celebrate their Super Bowl win once again in front of the home crowd. But it is football, so it'll be back in professional format. Uh, Some of the storylines as we move into the first week. The big surprise out of Dallas, the Cowboys cutting longtime kicker Dan Bailey, the second most accurate kicker in NFL history. Uh, Injured his groin last year, missed four games, came back, and he struggled after that. And there must be more to this. Uh, Brett Mayer will get the uh, get the job. He came into camp supposedly just to be a guy to take up kicks, so Bailey didn't have to wear his leg out before the season started. Turns out he ends up getting the job. Bailey gets shown the door. He'll get some interest unless there still continues to be problems. And, and you know, is it the injury? Has he lost some confidence? There were some reports he had a little shakiness early in camp, but had gotten it straightened out. Very big calculated risk by the Cowboys. Bailey was a, a, a bit of a monetary concern as well. Uh, he was one of the few kickers that are paid, but a guy like that worth paying because how many games come down to the end and needing a kick? A whole heck of a lot of them do. And Dan Bailey uh, was certainly one of the best. What in heck's name are the Oakland Raiders doing? Ooh, that is turning into a clown car show. So... They trade a defensive stalwart in Khalil Mack to the Chicago Bears. I mean, this is a, a tremendous football player. You know, they trade for two wide receivers who are no longer with the team. They've cut Martavius Bryant, suspension looming for him. <laughs> and, and then they trade uh, uh, for the kid from, uh, from Dallas, whose name escapes me at the moment. <laughs> why am I uh, why am I drawing a blank here? Ryan Switzer. That's who it is. Yes, Ryan Switzer. Uh, and Ryan Switzer's been traded off. So the Raiders, just on, on, on paper, look like they have no clue what they're doing. And the return of Chucky uh, taking place, so far it's looking a little rocky, uh, especially since one of the guarantees Chucky made was they would re-sign Khalil Mack. Whoops. The Le'Veon Bell holdout continues in Pittsburgh, and now it's starting to annoy his teammates as they are about to embark on the season. Marquise Pouncey's coming out saying, you know, hey, just tell us when he's when you're going to show up, please, and let's get kind of past. They're, they're getting a little tired of the drama. I, you know, Bell is going to get paid with the franchise tag. Nothing wrong with that. You get paid very well with the franchise tag. Why he is holding his... Boots in the sand is is beyond me. I get it. Running backs don't have a long shelf life. He's probably at the point now where his numbers will start to come down. And the guy wants to get paid. Totally get that. But you're going to get paid very well with the franchise tag. 
and somebody will pay you a big contract. It's been proven time and time again. It'll it'll happen for him. Uh, it just obviously doesn't look like it's going to be in Pittsburgh, and the Steelers just want to worry about the guys they have. That's what they need to do at this point in time. And how about this one? Shaquem Griffin will start for the Seattle Seahawks on Sunday versus the Denver Broncos at the linebacker spot. Uh, what a tremendous story this continues to unfold. Uh, initially not invited to the draft combine, uh, showed off his wares at the Senior Bowl, then finally got the invite, just totally kicked butt at the combine, had to wait and wait and wait to be drafted, and now look at him now. He's going to start on Sunday for the Seattle Seahawks, along with his brother, his twin brother in the secondary. That is a tremendous story, and uh, great job by Shaquem. I hope he has a blockbuster game and uh, pads the defensive stat sheet. Quick little follow-up from last week's show. I had spoken about Get Up, the ESPN Titanic morning show. <laughs> it continues to sink. Uh, one of the thoughts that uh, I forgot to pass along with that, besides the fact now they're going to rotate tons of people through the car wash to uh, continue to promote their their football coverage, both college and pro, they shortened the show to two hours. What's the most telling thing about that is they didn't take the third hour. They took the first hour to give to Sports Center. I think that really tells you how thin that layer of ice is. And with that, we are done here. Thanks for listening to Jeff Allen Sports Talk. Follow Jeff on Twitter at Jeff Allen underscore 88, on Facebook at Jeff Allen 88, and the website JeffAllenSportsTalk.com. And you can reach out to the show anytime by email, JeffAllenSportsTalk at gmail.com. Jeff Allen Sports Talk is brought to you exclusively by Kramer's Salve for Dogs. I want to take a moment to tell you about the inspiration for Kramer's Salve for Dogs. I found Kramer as a small pup when we were living in Knoxville as I was taking our dog Precious out in the middle of a cold rainy night. We had heard a dog barking and whining thinking somebody had left him out on a balcony. No one came forth to claim him so he joined our family. Kramer struggled mightily with skin allergies. My wife Joy tried all sorts of ointments and medications and other than some temporary relief here and there, nothing was really helping him. Then she came to remember that people have used neem for its healing properties and after two years of intensive research, created the best solution of its kind, not just for Kramer, but for dogs everywhere. Kramer Salve is a safe and natural approach to help your best friend live an itch-free life. A four-ounce, six-month supply, including shipping, is just $30. Or a two-ounce, three-month supply, including shipping, is just $20. Your pet is family and deserves the best. Help your dog end the itch and hotspot cycle by ordering online today at KramerSalve.net. That's K-R-A-M-E-R-S-A-L-V-E dot net.